Fantastic. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, Marie Waite, and uh, we are here at our Zoom talk. And uh, this time, I have Patrick France, who is a professional note investor. Patrick, how are you doing? Hi, Marie. I'm doing wonderful, and I appreciate you having me on your show. I love your background, by the way. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I enjoy the color of my backdrop. <laughs> Makes me <Yeah>. feel good. <laughs> you know, I am all about being colorful. <laughs> That's how it works for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, I have met you at the uh, San Diego Real Estate Association sometime last year. Yeah. Right. And um, and so You've talked to me about note investment, and I want to make sure that people understand what that is. So that my goal for this interview is to be able to uh, share your information, but at the same time, I wanted to know more about your background. So uh, my first question is, how did it start for you, and and what was uh, what was the uh, kind of uh, business that you did even before note investment? Well, I come from a long uh, life of athletics. And so, you know, in growing up and all through high school and college and those kinds of things, my focus was all on athletics. And so I had a very, a very competitive nature, of course, um, always want to be the best, always want to win and those kinds of things, but also had the discipline of, of understanding how to learn uh, from coaches, okay. you know, and, and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, when I was about 15 years old, I started selling. So I was a salesperson for my sister's uh, ad specs company selling bumper stickers and keychains over the telephone when I was 15 years old. Wow. And, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So it started out my little sales career and, uh, I then went on to do venture capital and raise, uh, funds for private startup companies in the dot-com boom, um, and ended up having my own business in 2005 uh, where we raised around $3 million for my invention idea in which I got five patents on and launched that. And, uh, oh, wow. and I've been a, a high ticket sales manager for many big home remodeling companies, teaching the people that go to give the estimates on solar and roofing and windows and those things and teaching them how to approach the sales uh, skill set in order to close those deals. And so I've, I've, that's my kind of background. And uh, it, it all revolved around sales. And so uh, you know my story anyways, but for your, for your group, uh, I got together with a beautiful lady named Bethany and we started dating. Okay. okay and her I know father, Bethany. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I started dating Bethany and, and we were, we were hot and heavy and dating and all, and everything was going great. And I, and I got introduced to her father and you know, her father as well, but her father yes. is Desi, Ar Desi Arnaz and he's been doing real estate investing for like 35 years or something like that and has an extensive background in flipping houses, owning mortgage companies, uh, all those kinds of things. He, he, at one point, I think he had 21 uh, rental properties in his personal wow. portfolio. So, yes. So, I remember Desi when I started my real estate. We were in the he, same building. He had his yeah. own office, and I had my office too over there. That was like way back in 2005. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of people know Desi. <laughs> and, uh, so he, anyways, I think that him and I, as as sort of, uh, well, nowadays son-in-law, father-in-law relationship. But I think back then, in the beginning, he saw in me a little bit of him as a young man, as far as the sales and the outgoing personality that I had, and that, and him and I got along perfectly, which was great. But uh, he ended up introducing me into note buying. So okay. to 
lead into your question, your double question, I guess. But the second part is that mortgage notes are, a note is just a document that explains the terms of a loan. And that's all a note is. So as we know, we can have a car note and that uh -huh. explains the terms and the interest and the monthly payment you owe when you borrow money against a car. And the car then is the collateral, right? So in mortgage notes, as we know what a mortgage is, a mortgage note is a document that explains the debt owed on a real estate property. So it is the loan on a house. And so we buy mortgage notes. We buy and sell mortgage notes. That means we act like banks. We don't own the actual physical real estate. It's only our collateral. Sometimes we have to own the real estate, but that's not our okay. goal. We own, we own the paper. We own the debt. And so like a bank, we're able to collect monthly payments with interest from the real estate without having the headaches associated with being a landlord. So we don't have to worry about the leaky oh. roofs and the tenants and the vacancies and those kinds of things. We become the bank and own someone's mortgage payment. That makes I sense. See. Yeah. I see. I see. So Desi well, got me into that and, and, and well, Desi got the perfect guy, you know, you're like uh, very, very good in sales and combining it with this business. That's just amazing combination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, at first it becomes, we want to be professional investors when we get into notes, you know, I put all my own personal money into notes. Desi has a very big portfolio of his own, his own notes. And that's how it all got started. But eventually, no matter how rich people are, usually when you get into note buying, you find so many good deals that you deploy all your capital. And, and so eventually there becomes a need where you, we, we need to use other people's money to be able to continue to do a lot of these note deals. And then okay. it spawned the reason for us to start a business to be able to go and spread the word about note investing mm -hmm. to the regular person out there that's never even heard of it. Okay. Well, you know, for some people, you know, when you talk about note, note investment, I mean, I think they always think that it's, they're going to, they're going to own uh, a real estate or they're going to owe a lot of money. <laughs> so I think it's good that we're educating people about this because I, it took me a while to really understand it too, because uh, since um, I met you, I started asking you a few quick questions here and there, and I've been in real estate, but I've never really gone into it. And I did uh, actually call Desi at one time and try to understand what it is. And I, I'm understanding that it's actually another good opportunity for people to leverage the, uh, the real estate because of how it works. And with your uh, sales ability and this is knowledge and experience in the note investment i think it's a pretty good combination uh for them to work with you guys but at the same time i wanted to ask you um patrick getting into the note investment um program what was the best thing uh that you see about this investment program well as i mentioned from my my past a little bit in in raising uh capital to uh, startup dot-com companies. In the dot-com you know, phase back then, I was raising venture capital for people to invest their money into startup dot-com companies, which of course, you know, the get rich quick scheme and a lot of those dot-coms in the boom was like, wow, I invested a hundred grand into this company and it made me 5 million. You know, and there was these crazy returns going on with these big explosive dot-com companies. But also for every one of those, you know that there was a thousand of them where people put money into it and, and it, went away. It, it was mm -hmm. all lost. 
And so I was used to this high risk, high reward world of investing. And adversely to that, I knew that there was that safety net, nest egg thought process of investing where people were taking their safe money, their savings, Mm -hmm. and either letting it sit in a savings account or putting it into something that has very, very, very minimal returns, uh, like a mutual fund or a CD account or something like that, because they know it's safe. Okay. And so to answer your question, when I found notes, um, it was kind of a shocker to me that there was actually an investment vehicle available that provided the three things that investors usually try to look for, but can't find all in one package. What I mean by that is when you invest in notes, you get safety. Okay. Safety because your investment capital that you deploy is usually far less than the value of the real estate that acts as your collateral. Okay. Does that make any sense? Let me say you invested $50,000 to buy the note on a property, but the property is worth $100,000. Well, the collateral, the protection you have against your $50,000 investment is a $100,000 house. Okay. And so you get safety, meaning if, if you bought the note, which means you're going to start collecting mortgage payments now with interest from a borrower, the big question with everybody is what if the borrower stops paying? And the simple answer is the same thing that happens to you when you stop paying your mortgage to the bank. The bank has the ability legally to foreclose and take ownership of your physical real estate. And that's what we would do in that instance. And so that safety net means that when I bought the note, I know that the house that acts as my collateral is worth far more than my investment. And that is the safety in which you have to be able to exit. You, You can always take the real estate, which is now worth, let's say, double what you invested. So you get safety. That's one thing, okay? okay? But you get capital growth at a much higher yield than you would in a CD account or a mutual fund. And when I say much higher yield, I'm talking stuff that people aren't even used to that I don't like to sell a lot because people say, oh my God, it's got to be a scam or too good to be true. Mm-hmm. But here's the reality of it. The reality of it is some people have their money sitting earning 1%, 2%, 3%, 4% if they're lucky, sitting in CDs, mutual funds, and those kinds of investments that are also subject to the volatility of the markets, right? Yes. The stock markets. And so when you look at the yields you get in note investing, you understand that when you buy a note, you're buying the remaining payments left on a mortgage loan, okay? okay. And so they owe you that same amount of money every month, let's say for the next 20 years. So that is a steady rate of capital growth. It's not subject to the volatility of, let's say, the stock market. And you get that steady rate of return, which Marie, as you've seen before, because you've known me a while, can be 8, 9, 10, 11, 12% annualized ROI over the course of 20 years with one investment with the advantage of having collateral backing it in case that doesn't work out. Okay. So you get safety. We talked about that. You get capital growth at a certain yield, which is fantastic, but you also get cash flow. And that's what a lot of rental property landlords um, want. And that's what a lot of people want. And that's why people buy dividend stocks in the stock market, right? Because you get cash flow that you can live off of every month. You get spendable cash flow monthly. And uh, that doesn't come with most uh, good stocks, right? You might watch your money grow in the stock market, but they're not sending you a check every month. There's no cash flow. And so you get safety, you get growth at a certain yield, and you get monthly cash flow. All of those three things combined into one investment 
Um, I mean, I, in my 25 years of investing and dealing with venture capital and raising funds and all the things I've done, I haven't seen really anything like this. And the okay. reason why, and the reason why people like you and I, Marie, weren't getting into this much and why it seems new is because prior to the meltdown of 2008, this was a rich man's game. Oh, okay. The banks and the hedge funds did it amongst one another. And you had to be able to write a 50 or a hundred million dollar check to even sit at the table to have the meeting with the people to make those kind of trades. They were selling what are called pools of assets. That means they would sell, you know, 300 or maybe a thousand mortgage notes in a giant pool. And they would sell that giant pool to another bank. They weren't selling onesie twosies like they are today. And okay. so Although it's not a secret that banks and rich fund managers and these kinds of entities have been playing this mortgage note game for years, we all know it because as the borrower, we've seen our mortgage be sold from bank to bank. You know, whereas we get a letter in the mail from our mortgage company and it says, we owe our mortgage payment to someone else now. And they step out. That means one bank sold our note to another bank. Okay. Okay. And so that's the theory. That's the theory of, of well, let, us. Let me ask you yes. this question. Um, I'm going to, I have two concerns uh, because as we all know, uh, when, when, if they are, uh, if you're getting these properties uh, from the bank and you're buying it on a discount. Okay. So there are, there might be people that are sitting in the house. Okay. they are tenants that are not paying. So what if they don't pay? Uh, I'm guessing that you're going to have to foreclose them, right? Well, here's the thing. Okay. Obviously, each case has its own story. Okay. Okay. But I will help your audience to say that, and that's always the question, right? What if you buy one of these mortgage notes and the people who are living there, the borrower, don't pay? Okay. Okay. There's tons of things, and we could go over 30 different ways to handle it, but I will give you maybe the top three, and okay. it'll help people understand the power of note investing is also the fact that you have several different exit, exit strategies at your behest, okay? And here's the top three, I would say. Number one, we always can offer what is called a deed in lieu of foreclosure. And what this means is that we can approach the borrower and we can find out what the problem is. How did they get themselves into the situation in which they're now have missed more than three mortgage payments in a row, which makes them delinquent, right? Now we can reach out to them and we can find out what's going on. What's going on? Why are they missing their mortgage payment? Now look, maybe they've gotten themselves into a situation in which they can't get themselves out of. And that could be the case. Okay. And they're expecting and very afraid of being foreclosed upon. Okay. Maybe that's the case, which is norm, which is normal. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So, so we can offer what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure, which means instead of foreclosing on these poor people that have got themselves somehow in a bad financial situation, rather than foreclose on somebody, take the time, spend the money, have them out on the streets now with a foreclosure on their record, on their credit, where it affects them moving on, right? Rather than do all of that, why don't we just offer a deed in lieu of foreclosure, which means we offer that those folks simply sign the house over to us and we don't have to do any foreclosure and we can allow them to leave the property and move on with dignity without a foreclosure on their record. And that being said, many homeowners that are in that situation where they're, it's too much of an uphill battle and they know they're going to lose the house, why would they want a foreclosure on their record? 
Okay, I see what so you're that, saying. So, so we can do that, and they literally simply sign the property over to us, Marie. That's it, and they move on. That's it. We didn't have to spend any time or money foreclosing. Now, in some situations, we can even go further, Marie. If somebody really needs some help, I mean, maybe they are so down and out that it's going to be tough. Even if they want to sign the property to us, it'll be tough for them to move on with dignity because, let's face it, they don't have enough money to get into their next apartment. They don't have the deposit. They don't have that kind of money. So we can even go a step above. This is what I love about the note business. If you're a good person, you do these kinds of things, okay? okay. We offer them what's called, ca we offer them cash for keys. So rather than that deed in lieu where they just sign it over to us and we allow them to walk away with dignity, which is great. Maybe we go a step above that, Marie, and we say, listen, we understand your situation's pretty rough. If I were to foreclose on you, I'm going to have to pay a foreclosure attorney $3,000, $4,000, and it's going to take a year, and I'm going to have to go through all this stuff. And here's what I'll do. Let's say I bargain with, with the homeowner, and I say, if I'm going to have to spend uh, $3,000 on a foreclosure attorney, heck, why don't you save me some money and I help you? Why don't I give you $1,500 to move out in a timely manner and leave the property in good, clean, broom-swept condition for me and all so we can be cordial. But if that's the case, you can incentivize and you can also help a family by offering them a payment, some cash for them to sign the house over. And maybe you're helping somebody have a deposit and have first month's rent or whatever in their next apartment for their family. So it's always a feel good situation. And what you're trying to do in both of those scenarios, Marie, with the deed in lieu of foreclosure or offering somebody even cash for those keys mm -hmm. is that you're trying to help somebody avoid foreclosure and you're trying to nice. make it a win-win situation for both parties. Because here's the reality. Every homeowner signed a document that says, I'm putting my house up for collateral if I don't pay you back the money that I borrowed. And the bottom line is, if none of those options work out where we're trying to do something nice for a family, help them avoid foreclosure, maybe move on with some cash in their pocket, if all those things don't work for some reason, Marie, we always have the legal right to go ahead and do what we said we can do. We can hire a $3,000 foreclosure attorney, file the right paperwork, and eventually we'll get the property. That's just okay, the fact. So, so, so let me ask you, what is the impact of foreclosure to someone's uh, financial status? Well, and moving on, I mean, obviously, you probably know the answer to this question, asking me for your audience, but obviously having a foreclosure on your record is a very bad, it's a very bad stain on your credit. And okay. to go out and to be able to get a new lease signed at a new place or to go out and get a loan to buy another house from a bank or all of those things become very hindered uh, where, where you have a foreclosure on your record. And if somebody were able to move on without that foreclosure on their record, trust me. Uh, it's, it's so much better for their life and for their near future and moving on. And look, these are people in bad situations, Marie, that what's the number one bill you always pay when you start to get a little thin on money, right? You might let your credit card bills go. You might skimp on your groceries a little and go buy different types of food. You might do all sorts of things. You might even let your car payment go, but people pay their mortgage. Okay. <laughs> they don't want to lose see. their house. You know, yeah. so if they're not paying their mortgage, they've gotten themselves in some sort of a situation. It's our job. If we're good people, and we're the lenders in this situation to do our best to help them. I see. Well, so that's amazing. Um, so for the investors that are looking for opportunity in the note investment, they, they just need to reach out to you and learn more about it, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So what's, this, what's the best uh, way for them to reach you? If anybody wanted to reach me, I'm always willing to just accept phone calls. Um, 
but I have a website where people can actually use my calendar link to schedule my time uh, okay. since we're very busy these days. But you can go to thenotementor.com, uh, www.thenotementor.com. And on the website, you'll find my calendar link where you can just click on there and book an open time to speak with me. Uh, I can answer any questions you have about note investing. Um, and also, here's what we've done. And I don't know if you, you might have heard this or not, but Desi and I finally gave in. And with all the people requesting it from us, we started a monthly coaching group. So okay. the, number, the number one thing people need to realize is that you, if you're uneducated and you don't quite know what you're doing and you're just excited, okay, it can be dangerous because uh, you can lose money in the note space and there are bad people in every industry taking advantage of newbies and all those kinds of things. So we want to make sure we provided a platform in which people who are interested in learning how they can change their financial future through mortgage note investing can join our coaching group. Okay. Oh, that's so good. On our website, you'll find a link that you can click on that too. And you can get some more information. There's a video there, but Marie, it's crazy. You're going to, you're going to think, wow, that's crazy for, for 97 bucks a month. We give them a fundamentals training video course on note investing from start to finish. They get my note investing pocket guide, which is sort of a fundamental guide on all the basics of note investing. They get one-on-one -on -one coaching with myself and with Desi. They get Saturday morning Zoom calls every Saturday morning from 8.30 to 10 Pacific time, where it's live coaching with real investors and Desi and I on the call, usually with guest speakers. Uh, and they get an, a position on our preferred investor list so that they see our freshly vetted note deals that we have up for sale uh, that people buy from us. Wow, that's company. a pretty good deal. <laughs> we think so. We think so. Thanks for agreeing. But so everybody that is awesome. That, everybody can find that at thenotementor.com. And, and like I said, if, it's, if nothing else, and you just want to wrap for a half an hour and, and, and pick my brain about notes a little bit, just call me. Okay. Well, I do have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, because of our situation right now, what would be uh, some um, thoughts that you can share to people in regards to uh, looking at uh, the, uh, the note investment with the current market? Well, um, most of us obviously realize that there's ups and downs in markets. And especially since the big blow up and the big bubble burst in 2007 and eight, hopefully a lot of people understand that the stock market and the physical real estate market both fluctuate, both have major ups and downs and are subject to things like wars and viruses, okay? So the good thing about notes is that if purchased correctly, notes can act as a hedge against those market turndowns. And quick example, not a real life example, but this is just a quick example by numbers. If, if a house, let's say somewhere in the Midwest, is valued at $150,000. Today's market value for that real estate is 150. Mm -hmm. The people who are living there, the homeowners, or shall we say the borrowers, they still owe the bank 100 grand. Okay, so you're with me. The house is worth 150. Their unpaid balance on their loan is 100 grand. Okay. We may be able to. We may be able to go and purchase that $100,000 note for 80,000. Okay, because we're buying the debt at a discount. That's a whole other subject to get into on a different call, but okay. we're, buying, we're buying that debt at a discount. So here's the point. You invested $80,000. The people owe you 100 grand. Okay, so the day you buy the note, you're already up 20,000 in paper value. Does that make sense? Yes. But remember that collateral is worth 150,000. So let's talk about even something as bad as what happened in 2008, which I do not believe is going to happen now. 
but if a house was worth 150,000 and it lost 50% of its value, it would be worth 75,000. Yes. And you invested 80 and you're breaking even right there on value of collateral versus investment. So it would have the market, the whole real estate market would have to crash 50% again for it, you to break even on that scenario. Okay. But you don't always have to sell the house. Marie, you can turn it into a rental because you own the house. If that's the mm-hmm. case, you turn it into a rental. You can also do seller carry back. You can create a new note and you can sell or finance a new homeowner and put them in there and do the same thing you were doing with the other people. So the, the exit strategies are crazy, but here's the thing. Yes, you can hedge yourself against the market turndowns and you don't have to worry about what's going to happen with the physical real estate value so much if you're buying the note correctly in the beginning. I see. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. That is very uh, eye-opening for a lot of people, understanding what they can do with the note investment. And uh, and definitely, you know, people have to do their due diligence and make sure that they learn it first before ma- uh, making any kind of decisions, because these are major um, decisions that they have to make. Anyway, um, for all of you out there, um, thank you so much for watching. And thank you, Patrick for sharing this remarkable information on note investment. And for all of you, be sure to share this video, subscribe on our YouTube account, and uh, stay tuned for our future interviews, okay? Anyway, Patrick, um, uh, again, thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend, all right, everybody? And uh, we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye now. See ya.